choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. What up, what up, what up? Y'all, what's up? It's Kells. I'm back. Thanks for asking, Kells Radio, episode 167. How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing good. I'm hot as fuck. It is really hot today. Um, and I'm just, you know, I, let's, just, let's just go. Um, let's start with yours and nigger too. Listen, you know, I gotta give it to the heat. Like, you gotta know when a, ba- a bitch is a bad bitch. And, um, you gotta give it up to bad bitch. And the fucking heat today, listen, uh, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it, I, this shit got me today. This shit got me today. I will try again tomorrow. You know, it's not just the heat. As we, you know, as most of us who've been some places know, it's the heat and it's the humidity. Like, the heat index is what kills you. Like, today was, it was bad. Like, 8.30 this morning, I went, I went to work. I get to work. I try to get to work, like, between 8.30 and 9.00. Um, you know, I got there, like, today. It was a little late. I was running a little late. So, I got there, like, I, I just remember sitting at my desk and, like, I went into office and I sat at the desk. And <laughs> it was like 8.45. And when I was in the military, long, 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 long time ago, we used to work 7 to 3, right? And it was like, we and my friend would joke because it was like, yeah, like what, like we would go through like what our day was like. And we would like the first half hour of our day would always be spent like just sitting, staring at our feet. Cause you, like the military, like you do PFT and everything. So like really you, you, you get to work at seven, but you've been up since like four cause you had to go do PT and work out and everything. So like you've been up for a good four hours, three or four hours by seven o'clock. So he was like, yeah, we should sit there and just look at our feet. Today I went back to those days cause I was just sitting there looking at my feet, sweat was just pouring from everywhere, and, like, all you could do, like, is sit and sit and wait for, like, the air to dry you off, but, like, now you sweaty, it's just, the day is just horrible, so, anyway, yours and negritude to the motherfucking heat, because, Mike Tyson of the day, um, and I just couldn't think of nobody else, um, alright, so, let's move on. So, this show's gonna be a little, we'll see what it'd be like. Um, I'm gonna start, give a shout out. Oh, actually, I probably could have put this in yours and negative, but I don't know. It feels weird to be in yours and negative, but I just want to give a shout out to Aretha Franklin, rest in peace, who was laid out in Detroit, uh, for public viewing prior to the funeral on Friday, which I'm taking the day off for. Um, Miss Franklin is laid out in some, uh, in red dress and some red pumps, and her feet across at the ankles and the casket is completely open because if anybody knows Aretha or knew Aretha, y'all know Aretha wanted y'all to see them pumps um, they were from Neiman Marcus, I think they were uh, I forgot what brand they are but they were like something like thousand dollars so um, you know, Aretha kept it real to you know, from birth to the casket drop Aretha has kept it real, Aretha is laying in that casket, it is all kind of splendor and um, the hearse is, I, I've read that the hearse is like some kind of classic car, the same hearse that her father was buried in, listen, I can't wait I know that service, I took off, cause I'm like, I ain't got time for y'all at this job I, you know, I won't give this, I don't like I don't like my job, but um 
I ain't got time. Like, shout out to Aretha Franklin. I, I just leave it at that. Um, um, what? So I so let's see. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how long this episode gonna be. Just, um, I kind of want to give a, a shout out. Well, no, I, I well not a shout out. I want to say, um, Lena Dunham was on the Breakfast Club today. I don't. I've I've stopped listening to the Breakfast Club because I just have. But if they have somebody on there that um, I find interesting, I'll go like watch a clip on YouTube. Or whatever, and so I did that today with Lena Dunham. Um, not who's on Lena Dunham, Lena Waithe. God, wash my mouth out with soap. I can't stand Lena Dunham. What the fuck is wrong with me? Hmm. Sorry, Lena Waithe. And um, I don't really want. I thought it was a good interview. Um, you know, Lena Waithe. I I can't really get a bead on her. Like she said, like she got kind of a little bit in trouble with the rich, crazy rich. I think what she said about the crazy rich agents thing is a little dumb. To me, like I think she means well, but she maybe it's just how she comes across. I don't know, but she comes across to me as like somebody who's not fake woke, but you know how like people want to be woke, but they don't they haven't necessarily done all the reading or don't necessarily know they they don't have time to do the vetting. So like if something sounds good, like oh yeah yeah that sounds positive, that sounds good, I'll go with that. So I call them quick cliff note wokes. She gives me that. It's different than fake woke. Fake woke is just like you know oh woke is in now. Let me just try to you know, say whatever dumb shit I think sounds smart, they're not really smart, you know, they're just playing smart on TV, Lena, Lena doesn't give me that, but, <coughs> sorry, she gives me like, you know, she don't got time to do all the reading, but she, you know, she knows what she want to say, but not necessarily why, and so the crazy rich agents thing, I think it was trying to be kind of, she said something about if y'all got Wu-Tang's uh, tattoo, it was, it was dumb, and she said other things, like people jumped on her when she cut her dreads, because she said that, you know, it was the, she was she cut them because she felt like by keeping them, she was hanging on to like her last bit of like like acceptable femininity and people jumped all over her, because it's like oh, you know how many dice got dreads and yeah, I understood what she was saying, it's similar to when, this was a while ago, I don't even know what the award show was, uh, when Rachel Evan Wood came up in the tux and they were like, oh, why are you wearing your tux? And she was like, well, I'm wearing this for, you know, all the all the gender nonconforming and all the people who, you know, who wanted to wear tux or whatever but were made to feel uncomfortable. And people tried to shit on it and shoot it down. Oh, Janelle, all these people wearing tux. And I'm like, no, 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 no. First of all, if you're not gay, just be quiet. She was talking to a very specific person. What she was trying to say was, look, there's gay people out here, gay women specifically, who are not necessarily feminine presenting, and it's not always, the world is kind of hostile to them, and it's not always been acceptable for them, for them to wear suits, and, you know, so I wore this as a statement to, like, it's okay, like, you don't, you don't have to be out here, you know, even, because the thing, the thing that they do is, like, yeah, everybody loves gays, yeah, 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 everybody come out pride, 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 but if you notice, the representation is still very heteronormative, it's still, like, all that, God, listen, God bless the trans women, Pose is my show, God bless y'all, y'all do y'all thing, but a lot of the attention they get is because they still look like, they still look like what the, the gender stereotype or the sex stereotype is a woman, right, that's what they, so they get a lot of attention, like a lot of the LGBT exposure, and it's, it's either, it's heteronormative gay people, or it's trans people that look a whole lot like women, so that's why Bruce Jenner and all these, they get, they get all this attention, but you don't see a lot of lesbians, and the lesbians you do see are the ones that look like heteronormative, right? 
So I got what she was saying with that. I I understood perfectly because the first time I cut my hair, I mean, I didn't really, well, especially with black people, like the hair thing, people, black people act really strange about that. It wasn't so much of a, of a um, thing for me because when I was little, my mother cut my hair because my hair is, when it gets long, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's really, it's, I know it look, people like you got quote fingers, good hair. I know you think I do, but I, I really don't because it's like not all the way one or all the way the other. And like this patch over here lays down nice. That patch stands up. Here's a cow's It's, it's rough. So, and when it's long, it's even, you know, see, it's just a lot. So when I was younger, my mom was like, I ain't got time for this shit. So she cut my hair. So I had, a, I had a short haircut to the point people thought I was a little boy from till basically she I went to live with my dad, so from, like, I think she cut it when I was, like, five, and so till I was, like, maybe six and a half, seven, it started to grow back out, so I had had my hair cut short before, so it wasn't that big of a deal, but it was a big deal, because I had, my hair was long, and I had a lot of hair, and and I, as I've told people before, when my hair grows out, it's red, it's not, people think I'm lying, I put the picture on Instagram, so prove it, people think my hair, it's red, though, it's, like, red when it grows out, particularly when, like, the sun hits it. So I cut it, and, and it was like, oh, my God, you cut your hair. And when, I, and when I first cut it, I didn't cut it as low as it is now. It was like um, like a like a little, like a, like a Halle Berry. It wasn't curled or styled or anything, but it was, like, longer than it is now. And I, and I saw when she, and that was because, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to look too butch, and I don't want to look blah, blah, blah. So I understood what she was saying when she said that. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I think a lot of the people who were commenting on it, you know, should have just probably kept their mouth shut. Yeah, I understand you know, getting a fade is not revolutionary and all that shit, you just gotta fade, but I get what she was saying about how, for her, those dreads were like her holding on to femininity, I got it, right, yes, we know there's plenty of masculine presenting, almost all of them with dreads, but I understood what she was saying, but I really like her a lot, I like that she does not shirk away from being gay, like, listen, there's a lot of people in these arts out here that are gay. We everybody knows Queen Latifah. She refuses to say it. She wants to play around with it. Some people think it's cute. I personally don't. I think you're doing more harm than good because it's like at 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 what point now? Like okay, when you first start out, perhaps you know I can see somebody can argue that you know because you don't because people are stupid. Not because because people are stupid, and to this day, people still say things like, oh, well, she's gay, I don't know if she can play straight, I don't know if she can, even though straight actors play gay, it's an actor, if I'm an actor, I can play a role, so I get when you're early in your career, but when you've reached a certain level, when you've reached a certain height, and your body of work stands for itself, I just don't see the point of still playing this little coy, is she, is she, is she isn't she gay, and I think it's, it just does more harm than good, and it's all steeped in shame, you can, they try to cover it up with the privacy, that's, that's nonsense, because it's not about privacy, you can say, yes, I'm LGBT or whatever, whatever you want to say, you don't have to say who you're dating, you don't have to say who you're fucking, you don't have to say none of that, you don't have, nobody's asking you private business, so it's not about privacy, it's about you're trying to hide, and you're trying to be, you know, in the closet, like, period, and Lena, and Lena's like, fuck all that, because, and, and, and I agree, because it's like, yo, little gay kids, boys and girls, particularly black, and, and want to have people to look up to, too, they want to be able to win, because, it's hard out here when your family is harassing you and your church and all this bullshit that gay kids got to go through. It's nice to be able to look at, to be saying, you know what, you're wrong. I, you, what you're saying is a bunch of bullshit because, look, there go Queen Latifah. Look, there go Lena Wave. Look, there go Janelle Monet. Look, there go, uh, I don't know, whoever else. I'm trying to, that's how few it is. I can't even think of none. <laughs> Tessa Thompson. There go, uh, um, who else? 
what's oh, what's Pusey name from um I don't know that, but to see how I'm struggling that's how few it is but it, it, that's nice for a kid to be able to look at that and say no I, you're wrong that's what you're saying is not right because there's that person and they're living a good happy healthy successful life little gay kids want to look up for that too and so I don't like. I don't like you fucking celebrities who are in the closet and hiding and talking about privacy. It's not nothing to do with privacy. It's shame. And you can't, you're never going to convince me to differ because there's no reason in 2018 where you can't just, I, I got on here last week and I said about Tessa Thompson, a lot of people had a problem with what she said. I didn't have a problem with what she said because I feel like that's how you say, when you're, when you're a private person and you don't want to tell all your business, that's how you do it. Like, that doesn't doesn't mean that you just, oh, well, I'm not going to tell people I'm gay because I'm private. That's bullshit. Yes, I am bisexual. Yes, I'm lesbian. Yes, I'm trans. Yes, I identify with that community. That's it. You don't have to say who you're dating. You don't have to say any of that. So I don't fuck out of here with all that. But I like Lena Waithe. I think she's a good role model. And she so what she said on The Breakfast Club that really... I like, but she, they asked her, they was like, well, you know, how many times, how many awards are you going to get? Do you get tired of getting awards? Do you get tired of giving speeches? She was like, no, I don't, because every time it's like an opportunity for me to say the things that I say, and it's, and it's, a to, it's an opportunity for me to represent for LGBT people and to say, look, it's okay, and we're out here, and be who you are. And I really appreciate that. And I thought her speech at, what was it, the Oscars? The Emmys? The Emmys. I loved it. I loved it. Like, stop hiding. You, 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 listen, that's your superpower, your cloak. Like, God made you special. Like, I know these straights out here, they think the world revolves around them, and they think they're the default, and everything else is a play off them, but that's really not the case. That's really not the case. Like, we're not put here just for our ability to procreate. I'm sorry, we're not. It's just not the purpose. The church and all this shit has fooled you, and I think, and that's it, but it's not. We are special. Like, we are here, we've been here, we're gonna always be here, we bring you the arts, we bring you the culture, we fabulous, like, I'm sorry, like, the straights, they just, they, they not swag like we are, they just not, they're boring, and if it wasn't for us, like, culture would be shit, like, if all the great artists all back through history, like, come on, Michelangelo, all of them, like, come on, so, we know what it is, so, um, I just, I just wanna shout her out, cause I, I like her, and I like her message, and I agree, like, and, you know, I just, it, it, it just, she was she was like it's crazy like if you're in the, you're in the theater at the Oscars or wherever you're at and you got all these artists in here and you gonna tell me none of these people are gay that don't even met that don't even match the population they they say like I think it's fifteen or twenty percent not sure the population as a whole is gay so you gonna tell me everybody in here it doesn't match um so you know I, I appreciate it but I mean we need more. I mean, we. Like, you see how I struggled to name somebody. I feel like it's somebody else I'm forgetting. It's Pusey, which I don't know her real name. Um, Young M.A., um, Lena Waithe, Janelle Monet, Tessa Thompson. Who else? Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. I'm not going to say Queen Latifah because Queen Latifah has never come out. She has never come out. She plays around. She jokes around. She, you know, whatever. I, I think it's corny. I think it's whack. And I think it's like, dude, you, you, you know, you could be a really good role model and you're just choosing not to. For whatever reason, um, yeah. So shout out to uh, Lena Waithe. I thought that was a dope interview. Um, John McCain died and sent the ugh, sent the term the TL into a turmoil. Look, I you know, John McCain was a veteran and a POW of Vietnam. Not just a POW, a POW of Vietnam. POWs of Vietnam are a whole cause because they 
were tortured. Like there's things called rules of war that people are supposed to follow. And one of them is that when you catch POWs, there's all kind of rules that you have to abide by and all kind of regulations you have to abide by. You have to give them mail. Like you, there's rules. It, it, they all came up from um, from the Civil War because there was um, there was a notorious prison camp called Andersonville where um, Union soldiers were held, and it, the conditions were deplorable. A lot of them died. It was just horrible. Like, they just treated them like crap, and the Union won the war, so we get to hear about Andersonville. And from that, they were like, look, we're going to have to have rules about prisons of war. If y'all going to take prisoners, you have to treat them decently. Like, you have to treat them like human beings. Like, you can't have prisoners of war and treat them like they're not shit. Um, the Vietnamese, though, didn't care nothing about that shit. Um, they tortured prisoners. They uh, brainwashed prisoners, they did all kind of shit to prisoners, so um, it was before my time, but I've heard a lot about it, I've heard uh, my parents' generation was a Vietnam generation and I've heard a lot about it, um, and he survived that, so, you know, he gets respect for me from that period just because I know what that means, y'all might not know what it means but you should um, other than that, though like, I really don't have anything to say about him. Like, I know his history. I know he voted against MLK Day. I know all of that. But, like, he's a Republican. Um, you know, he's a white man. So, like, I don't know. I feel like y'all just, y'all, y'all, y'all jump out the window on every single thing. Like, okay, you, I, we get it. Like, you don't like the man. You, and, I, and, and listen, I will be the first one to tell you, just because a person died, you don't turn him into a saint. You know, if he was an asshole, he was an asshole. You want people to speak of you well in death, then you should be a good person in life. I get all that. But, like, I just feel like you know, a lot of y'all were doing the most. And a lot of, it's like things are not black and white. Like, yes, he did all those things. And I'm not saying you have to praise him or anything. And I do believe, you know, this is what I will say. Um, if it wasn't for John McCain, the ACA would have been repealed. Okay? Now, I know he did some other shit that people have an issue with, but he walked in there and Rich Turtle McConnell's face and voted no. And had he not done that, the ACA would have been repealed. Okay? So, got to give him that. Um, and, you know, now in this hyper-partisan time, I know everything is just black or white, but the reason he earned the reputation is as a maverick, because back before we all lost our mind and when things were normal, John McCain was the one you could go to when he, he was called a maverick because he would do what he thought was right, based on his principles. And I, I, don't, I don't think you can knock a person for that. Like, you might not agree with what he did, but I don't think you can call a piece of pers- person trash or not shit, like if I'm, if, I, if I'm doing something not because it's politically expedient not because it's what my party wants not because it's, you know, popular, if I'm doing something because this is what I think is the right thing to do, yes, I think that's right I'm gonna vote for that, I don't know how you can drag a person for that, like you know, I feel like that's what integrity is. Not, not you're not corrupt. You're not trying to, you know. And and that was his reputation. That's what he was the guy you could go to. All right, look, you know, let's just present John the facts. Let's tell him what it is and and see what he does. And he would, and he, if he thought it was the right thing to do, he would do it. A lot of people showed the clip where the lady was calling Obama Arab and he took the microphone for her and he said, no, he's a good man. That's an example. And a lot of people jumped out the window talking about, oh, the opposite of Arab is not a bad. I, this, you know, I, I, I feel like nuance and gray and reading comprehension and, and just comprehension in general has gone out the window. 
he wasn't saying that the op, what he was saying to her was, ma'am, you're standing up here, you're disparaging this man, you're calling him an Arab, you're saying a bunch of silly shit, and I really don't even know all of what you're saying, but I'm just going to grab the mic back from you and say, sit down, and that's not true. We disagree with him politically, but he's a good man, he's a family man. He wasn't trying to contrast that against an Arab. Like, I, I just did not take it that way. I he took it as he was like, you're disparaging this man, <clears throat> You're calling this man names. You're about to say who knows what. And let me just stop you right there. He's a good man. That's how I took it. And I think any other interpretations are, are reached. I'm sorry I do. I muted all y'all all on that. I scrolled past all, all of that. <coughs> sorry. It's, this heat has got my... It's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. Mm. I didn't take it that way. So, you know, he died. I just... Whatever. I thought y'all did the most on his death. I thought y'all did the most. I thought y'all weren't really dissecting his career at all. I think y'all were just doing hot takes and silly shit. And, um, you know, above all that, I think the man was a U.S. senator who served honorably and, you know, with dignity. Regardless of if I agree with everything he said or everything he did, of course not. But I think he served with honor and with dignity. And I think he did what he thought was right. I don't think he ever went along partisan lines. I don't think he, I know for sure he wasn't down with that goddamn Russian bullshit. And, um, you know, I think he deserved the honor that is reserved and protocol for a United States senator. And I think that turd of a president, it just shows how petty and small and just unfit for office he is and how he behaved at his death. Like, you are making this little personal, petty this is a United States senator. This is a United States senator. Protocol says that he gets half flag, half mass for a certain number of days or a certain number of hours. I don't even know what it is, but I know it exists. You just look like the, the bitterest bitch on earth by refusing to give him the, the respect, quite frankly, that he is that he deserves and that he's earned. He's earned it. So you know, that's all I got to say about that. Um, and I don't know when the funeral is, but I, I just can't take all the hot takes and revisionist history. So please go ahead and on the latest man to rest because I just can't with it anymore. Um, actually, I should have t- t- tapped this on to the Lena uh, Waith conversation. But so <sighs> the bitch I'm a cowgirl got canceled. You know what? I don't. Y'all need to get on my nerves trying to make stupid shit hot anyway. That bitch on my cow shit was dumb. It was dumb from the beginning. It was never hot. It was never good. Oh, it's a bop. It's not a fucking bop. It's in the bitches in the cow suit talking about bitch on my cow. Like, are y'all retarded? Like, I know shit is, like, bad. And I know these niggas are whispering and squeaking on the mics and everything. But, like, come on, man. Like, seriously. Like, that shit was, like, two inches from rapping Dalmatians. So, anyway. Like, I just, like, I'm tasting horrible, people's taste is just horrible it's just so tacky, and that's why the fucking culture is where it is, that's why y'all wearing these big ugly ass Walmart shoes that's why y'all wearing these fucking ugly ass clothes, that's why all this music is fucking trash, cause your taste is fucking trash you're tacky as fuck, like ugh, anyway I guess she got caught on tweets calling people's faggots as early as like this morning, and so now they're canceling her, and everybody is talking about the cancel culture, listen, I feel like y'all sound really dumb I'm sorry. 
Twitter is not jail. It's not a gun. Like you don't have to be on here. I don't, what are you talking about? Cancel call. Like a part you like nobody can cancel you. You 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 go to bed in the morning. You wake up. You breathing. You alive. You go to work. You do whatever. Like there's no such thing as cancel. All right. If people decide if you're a star, celebrity, whatever, and people decide they don't want to support you and you lose your money, then that's the way it goes. But like complaining about all oh, this cancel culture is just like it's a cancer. Shut the fuck up. A lot of y'all could just stay out, like like I said the other day. It's not hard to not get dragged. You just need to shut the fuck up sometime and not always run your mouth. Like that's all you gotta do. And 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 like don't like I don't know why y'all gotta like recruit a gang of like if you don't want to support somebody, like if you want to cancel Doja Cat because she said faggot, do it. Personally, I don't. I you know listen. I am. I am LGBT all the way, okay? But I was, I've been 18 and 19, and I've said dumb things, and I've thought different things, and my thoughts, I know, I listen, I know this novel, it's a novel idea that people can grow and change, and people can learn and, and gather new information, get access to new information, change their mind, and, and decide, oh, well, I used to think that, but now, I know that's like, I know that's like out of style now, where everybody's just loud and wrong, straight to the brick wall, like, this is just go. But, you know, I tend to, like, I, listen, I understand that faggot is a hurtful, hurtful word. I get it. But I have always said, as I say with faggot, as I say with nigger, as I say with a lot of words, language is a tool. Language is not an uh, ends within itself. It's a means to an end. It's a, it's a tool to communicate. And what I what is what is being communicated? Because you could say nigger. You can't just take nigger out of context. Ah, it's a racist word. You need to con- What am I trying to say? I might be saying nigger is a racist word. Historically, nigger was a word used to, de- to shame and downgrade black people. Like that. That's a. That's a. It's a word in a sentence. That's part of a paragraph that is meant to relay information. I'm trying to tell you something. You can't just take nigger out and say, "Oh, she said nigger. She's a racist." But that's what a lot of y'all do. And what I want you to know is that's retarded and that's dumb and it's not the way fucking brains and edu- things work. Like that's. I mean. You might as well go be a Trump supporter if that's what you're going to do, because that's what a lot of y'all sound like. I'm not defending her use of faggot. I'm just saying that, like, she's she seems really young. And, you know, if she it just everybody yells faggot is not a homophobe. I, I know it's a very hurtful word, but some people are just young and dumb and don't have PR teams and just don't know any better. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying let it go. You can still call her to the carpet for it, but, like, Y'all just want to like, oh my gosh, she's cancer. She's a piece of shit. Is she a piece of shit or is she just an eighteen-year-old dumbass? You know what I mean? I, I I may have called somebody a faggot when I was eighteen. I still and I'm and gauge. Y'all understand? Y'all know we still ourselves call people faggots. It, it has a specific connotation when we say it. It's not meant to. It's not like a, a hate crime like when a straight person does it. But we call when we call gays when we call somebody a faggot y'all know what we're saying we there's a lot of different contexts in it sometimes it's just like you are just being the gayest thing i have ever seen right now a lot of times it's like it's like the word bitch right you bitch has so many meanings bitch can mean your friend but if you call somebody a bitch like you bitch nigga like somebody could come along like oh that's misogynistic that's anti-woman i it's no it yeah sure it's all of that but people know exactly what you mean when you call somebody a bitch nigga, and it's not about, it's you calling that, mo- you calling that motherfucker a bitch, like, you're acting like, it has nothing to do with, you know, a woman, y'all know what the fuck a person means when they call somebody a bitch, like, you, it's context, you are calling somebody, you're, in, you're trying to let that person know that you don't respect them, it's not about, oh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to call you the female, the derogative 
name for a female right now. It's I'm letting you know that I don't respect you. You being a bitch, nigga, mean you being a chump. You being a you being a, a snitch, whatever. It's different thing. Like a bitch, nigga. Like everybody knows what that means, right? Or you should. It's things like that. Like things have. Con- yes, we know that derogatory. Yes, we know that they're hurtful and they hate. But you got to take things in context and, and vernacular and culture. And so. Whatever. It ain't for me to cancel the doja because I never, she never got on my fucking list anyway. So it ain't nothing to cancel. That shit was trash to me anyway. But like, I just, I just find it really interesting how people whip up controversies and then people whip up controversy and then complain about the whipped up controversy. Like, oh, this cancel culture is so much. There's no such thing as cancel culture. You either stop fucking with somebody you don't. I stopped fucking with Kanye West. When Kanye did that Trump shit, I ain't listened to a, a song of him, his since. I will not. I've not bought another album. I will not. I'm I just, that's it. He dead to me. I don't care. Because I don't play with that shit. Like, all that other little ignorant dumb shit she was doing, yeah, whatever. But yeah, this nigga is destroying lives and destroying this country and is... It's just, I don't play with that shit. So I'm not, I don't give a fuck. I don't, I, I don't, he's, I don't care. I don't care what he puts out. I don't, I'm, I'm not interested. I don't need to get online all day and harass everybody else who wants to listen to Kanye West. Like, if you don't want to cancel him, don't. Like, Travis Scott got on stage the other day, was calling people gay. I, he's a problematic fave. I like his music. I think his music's dope. I'm going to still listen to his music. I just am. I, everybody got to decide who they want to cancel according to their own little, you know, moral code, and, you know, he's just not what I'm going to get, maybe one day he'll do something that, that I will, but, like, that's me, like, I don't understand this mob person, this mob mentality that everybody has, like, if you don't want to fuck with somebody, don't fuck with them, and, and it's, you know, if somebody don't want to fuck with somebody, then they just don't, it's not, it's not a cancel culture, like, if somebody, ah, he's canceled, then that's just what it is, like, they just don't want to fuck with them no more, so what, why do you care? And if you don't want to fuck with somebody, don't fuck. It's like y'all try to peer pressure other people into, like, I don't even know what the fuck y'all trying to do, to be honest. This shit is just, like, stupid. Like, there's no such thing There's no such thing as cancel culture. Like, if you don't, if you want to say what you, you said what you said, then just say it and keep going. And those who don't fuck with you, you lose sponsors, then, oh, well. Then I guess you got to issue an apology or whatever. Then I guess you got to give a fuck. I don't know. But stop acting like there's just, like... Everything is a conspiracy now. Everything is a goddamn thing now. Oh, there's a, a, a gang of cancel culture. And if you just say the wrong thing, they'll come cancel you. Are you fucking dumb? Like, you sound stupid. What are you talking about? Like, if you say something and somebody says something back to you or whatever or says, hey, by the way, you can either take that information, you can process it, and you can, and you can change your thought or do better. Or you can take it and be like, hey, it's a bunch of bullshit and keep doing what you want to do. That's up to you. There's no such thing as cancel culture. Like, shut up. Like, I, I wish y'all would just go outside and play. Like, some of y'all, y'all been in the house too long. Y'all on these goddamn video games. Y'all don't got no fucking friends. Like, y'all need to get, like, there's a, I love Twitter. Don't get me wrong. I love Twitter. Y'all know I love Twitter. I be on there it's joking. It's fun. Y'all would never run me off there because I don't, I don't take that shit that, that serious. And you motherfuckers are funny. And you fucking entertain me. But, like, it's an app. That's all it is. It's an app on the phone. It's not real life. Like, I know I seem like I be on Twitter a lot, but there's a whole lot of time when I'm not on Twitter. I'm doing things that are very fun with people that I enjoy a lot. You'll never know about. Sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. It depends. But, like, it's not it's it's not that hard. I just put it down. If I go out with somebody or I'm doing something with somebody, I just don't. I'm just not on it. I'm just not. So, you know, I don't I don't understand the problem. It's, I don't I don't understand why people act like 
you know, they're required to do this thing. I just feel like y'all need to just get outside. Like, go off the porch, go go down the street, you know, get a popsicle. I don't know. Go across the street, go play, get your bike, <laughs> whatever. Like, I'm, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't, I, f- I feel like it's not that serious. And I feel like people are being really dramatic and taking themselves way too seriously. And you need to just take a breath, you know, splash some cold water on your face and relax. Like, people are either... You're going to say, if you say something, somebody's going to respond. If you say something dumb, somebody's going to respond. If you say something that's not factually accurate, somebody's going to respond. And it's up to you what you do after that. Me, personally, a lot of times, I don't be giving a fuck. Because I try not to say too many dumb things. Or if I do say something dumb, it's not anything that's that's um, too controversial. Like you know, It's like my opinion. Like, hey, ranch dressing is trash. You know, or... Look, I you know I don't know what's I, what's my opinion. I don't know. I'm sure I have very not. I have some non PC opinions like everybody else, but I understand that. Like it's a non PC opinion. If I say this, you know somebody may say something back. Like perfect example with um, what was the one where everybody was getting on my nerves because I just didn't care about what y'all was saying. Um, uh, what was it? It was oh, was that? Um, it has something to do with a gay slur, but I can't remember the exact thing, but, oh, 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 when, um, Kim Kardashian had posted her picture, mind her business, I don't even know what the picture was, she posted, she's getting out the car, and, um, the, the dude, um, Tyson Beckford had a comment, and her, oh, this is not the type of body I would prefer, or whatever, and then she clapped back to him and called him sis or whatever, and everybody was like, oh, she tried to call him gay, and just jumped out the window, I'm like, I'm like, listen, Kim Kardashian posted that picture. It wasn't like a nude or nothing. It was like a regular picture. She's married. She's got kids. She posted it. He took it upon himself to come in her mentions, talking about what he, that's not what he preferred in a wife. Nigga, who, or girlfriend, whatever he said. Nigga, who asked you? Nobody asked you. You on my page. I didn't po- I didn't come on your page and post this. You're on my page. Number one. Number two, who even said I would even consider you? I'm already married with kids. Like, who get, like, and then everybody was like, oh, well, you know, she's a homophobe. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. If you, I think when you start with somebody and you can, they can clap back however you want to. I, I, I mean, and everybody, you know, I don't care. Like, I, 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 y'all little responses, I didn't care. I didn't care about y'all was saying because I just didn't care. Like, if she would have called, she can call him whatever she want to call him. Like, he started it. Like, don't start none, won't be none. Okay? So, whatever. Shit like that, though, like. I don't care, like, I'm not gonna write a think piece, a blog piece about, you know, a cancel culture, whatever the fuck I was trying to do, because I ain't give a fuck, you say what the fuck you want to say, if you really on my nerves, I'll mute you, or I'll block you, because I'm not, I don't care, I said what I had to say, I wasn't, I'm not seeking dialogue, you're not gonna change my mind, I really don't care to change your mind, I said what I said, like, I don't understand why everybody can't do that, like, I don't understand why it vexes your people, oh, I gotta, I gotta leave Twitter, because I can't think, what the fuck is wrong with you, what do you mean, what are you talking about? You taking so you you you're really taking this too serious? It's you something something unbalanced in your life because it's not it's really not that serious. And if you really don't, you can turn your mentions off or you can go private, which I think is dumb. But I mean, like, yo, Twitter is a conversation. If you want to join the conversation, join in it. But like, it's really not that serious. And stop acting like it's the end of the goddamn world. Before Twitter, it was Facebook. Before Facebook, it was AOL chat. Before AOL chat, it was the motherfucking telephone. Why y'all think they call it the wire? Oh, I heard on the wire. I heard on the bird because. Dog, when the telephone came out, it was the same shit. Like, niggas was on the phone. Like, I, I just, I think, I, I don't know. I think humanity is at, like, a tipping point, 
and we're either gonna get ourselves back together or we're just gonna fucking die out or destroy ourselves because we are in a very ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous time. And, um, you know, I just, I don't know. Um, all right, off of that, to Rihanna is coming. My bet. listen, I've, I told y'all, if y'all listen to the show, y'all know I've said, I'm sorry, and I would continue to say that I think the album after Anti is gonna be the album that just, it's just gonna be it. It's gonna be a monster. It's gonna be the one where everybody is like, okay, all right, this bitch done burned everybody down. It's just, it's just it. It's gonna be her thriller. It's gonna be her thriller. And I can just tell it. She's in Barbados. She's posting pictures with her mom and her dad. She's posting throwbacks. She seems very relaxed. She just, I can just, the energy, the energy coming from it is just, I, I just know, it's, I just know it's gonna be a monster. And I'm just so excited. And there was an article um, in NPR talking about how Rihanna is the artist of the decade. And it's just so perfect. Because, I mean, y'all know I get on here and I stand her. But outside of my standing her, I think that I've said before, Rihanna does not get enough credit for her artistry and for the artist that she is and for her genius. Like, people try to, which I don't even understand because the reality is Rihanna's been the most influential artist of the past decade since she's come out like every, she's always ahead, when Anti came out, it was like, oh, they had no radio singles, because it didn't sound like anything that was on the radio then, but now every song that has come after is trying to chase anti-sound, and you can say, I don't care about who your favorite is, I, I got other artists I like too, but there's no artist out here that's influenced, nobody, no other artist, none of them, none of them are influencing like Rihanna does. Rihanna rejects a song, and artists go try to snatch it up because they're like, all right, well, if it was good enough to present to Rihanna, it could probably work for me. She didn't pick it, but it could probably work. Like, she has changed the sound. She is the one that everybody is chasing. I don't care what you say. I don't care about your opinion. I don't care to argue with you. That is a fact. Nobody's out here trying to sound like... um, Christina Aguilera, nobody's out here trying to sound like Shalange, nobody's out here, all of those people are chasing the Rihanna sound Solange, I know y'all love her I'm sure that, the album won for me but it's it's a good album, I appreciate it but that was a unique sound to her nobody is like, oh, let me make let me, let me, oh, let me do that like, nobody's doing that, SZA, same thing nobody's doing like, oh, that's SZA but nobody's like, oh, I need that sound, nobody Rihanna is the one when Rihanna puts out something Rihanna put out work, and everybody wanted that sound. Like, she's the one that sets the tone. She's the one that everybody is, is chasing, and that is just a fact. And it's nothing against nobody's fave. Like, everybody, you know, as late great Whitney Houston said, it's money out here for everybody, but that is just a fact. Rihanna's the one that has changed the game. Rihanna's the one that every single time has flipped the bird, much like the, the person that she's most alike in my, most similar to, in my opinion, Madonna. Madonna did the same thing, and I know, you know, y'all, y'all young folks, y'all only know Madonna past her prime, so, you know, y'all talk crazy, but listen, if you, Madonna her prime, there was nothing like it, there was nothing like it, all these, all this stuff that these girls now do, where they change their look every now and then, and every, every cycle is a new look, Madonna started that, before that, everybody had their little jerry curl, or their little perm, and you know, they just putting out albums, the looks didn't change, it was always the same, Madonna's the one that started reinventing herself, and, and, and ever since then, every artist has done that, and, um, you know, it's funny, like, I was talking to my friend the other day, we was talking about, um, you know, Aretha dying and a couple things, and we were saying how, like, you know what, um, for those of us who, who, 
you know, us seventies babies who who grew up who who's you know grew up in the eighties and nineties during that golden just golden golden time, the eighties for pop, the nineties for pop and hip hop and rock, just stuff those those twenty years, those magical twenty years when everything that is here now, the tone was set for, that that golden era, like that probably was the peak of civilization. And that probably was the peak of culture. Like every era has a cultural peak, like a golden age of renaissance and all that. And it was like, that was probably it because from 2000 on shit has kind of really been trash. And I listen, I'm, I know the Britney Spears and the Christina, I, I was a Christina fan. I, I wasn't so much of a Britney fan, but I, I, you know, I, I toxic and I give her her props, but like, I just remember being young when kids were like, oh my god, Britney Spears is the greatest, and I was like, she's okay, but she ain't Madonna, and that was just accurate, and I remember when Madonna came out on the, and, and they did the, I thought, you know, it was a little tacky, and it was like a little stuntish, and people was like, oh, Madonna trying to keep up with Britney, and I was like, if you don't shut your full mouth, Britney Spears, listen, nothing against her, she's God bless her, but on her best day was never as innovative or talented or creative or huge as Madonna, and that is just a motherfucking fact. Madonna made Truth or Dare, the documentary, much like Rihanna's about to do, and that shit changed everything. Vogue, dog, I cannot explain to you, those who know, know, when that goddamn Vogue video premiered on MTV, niggas was like, oh my god. That shit was the fly. When that beat kicked in and them fucking snaps kicked in, dog, it was, it was, it was, it cannot, it's not nothing that can be explained. So, you know, you youngins, y'all like to talk red. And I know Madonna's old and was, was at the VMAs with everything in her closet on. And I know she, you know, she need, she older now and she's still trying to stunt. But if you, if you remember anybody hearing me, if y'all remember 25 year old Madonna Chicone, um, what's her last name? Madonna Chicone, no, what's her middle name? Madonna, what's her middle name? I forgot. Anyway, her last name's Chicone, her first name's Madonna. If you remember 25-year-old Madonna, if you remember 30-year-old Madonna, y'all know, that bitch was it. That bitch was motherfucking it. Um, yeah, so, Rihanna's coming, and, you know, I'm glad, because it's all these little light-skinned, look-alike girls but I little whispering, squeaking, and screeching on the mic, and all this little fucking dry-ass music, the rut that we've been in since Anti came out, because Rihanna ain't been putting out no music. It's all about to be over, because when Sis come out, it ain't going to be no air for nobody left to breathe, and I'm telling y'all right now, and y'all can talk about whoever, I don't give a damn. When she dropped this motherfucking album and this motherfucking documentary, I just know. I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling. It's going to be like truth or dare all over again. It's just going to be no air for nobody to breathe, and nobody not gonna be able to do nothing, so, you know, Adele might put an album out, Adele, she do the little smooth tune, she gonna always sell her albums, whatever, cause she just, you know, that Frank Sinatra shit, but I'm telling you, I, I just have a feeling, she's so relaxed, she's just laid back, she's posting old pictures, like she's home, like, you know, just in her, just in her pocket, her A&R people, her creative people are posting pictures, like, yeah, yeah, this is the one, I, I can't wait, I, I'm just, I'm bated breath, I, I cannot wait, okay, so I saved the best for last, so, I've been updating y'all, and I've been encouraging y'all to watch Sharp Objects, if you ain't watched it by now, so sorry, because I'm about to spoil the shit out of it, because this show, ugh, fantastic, this show was fantastic, 
fantastic. This show just ended with like the biggest bang ever. I told y'all Gillian Flynn was known for a twist. And Lord, did she bring it. And I told y'all that I thought I knew what was going on, and I had guessed it correctly. I feel so proud of myself. I guessed it correctly. I figured it out. I, I, so Alma was the one. So two storylines going on. I figured that out. It was two storylines going on. So it was the mother, Adora, had Munchausen by proxy, and she was poor. She had killed um, Camille's younger sister when, they, when she was younger, and then she had started working on Alma, who was her younger half-sister. So, that's what Adora was doing. So, this last episode, kind of all things came to head because um, Camille had called her editor and told him that she was doing it again. And um, she decided that she wanted to get Alma a chance to get out. She was like, okay, I have to stop her. Like, she killed my little sister. I'm not going to let her kill this one. And so, she... um, let basically let Adora poison her with this stuff. What the plan was for Alma to get out and go free. Alma's ass, though, you know, she she was like, go downstairs and go out and tell the detective, blah, 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 you know, that Adora took care of me, basically. Alma gets, first of all, Alma been sneaking out the goddamn house this whole show, killing people and everything, sneaking out, no problem. On the one time Camille need her to get out, this bitch goes down the front fucking stairs and gets stopped by her father. And her father's like, oh, come on and have some cake. And Alma was basically like, oh, cake. And just was like, just like, okay, and went and ate the cake. And just like left Camille for dead. Like, you know, oh, good luck with you dying with the cake, right? So Camille, um, because she had made the call to her editor, her editor knew what was going on. Her editor sends the cops. Because let me tell you something. The cops and whistle stop, the detective and the chief, y'all was the two mother- worst motherfucking cops ever. They ain't figure out shit. The chief ain't figure out a goddamn thing. When, even when he found the files and the detective was like, yo, they suspected Munchausen by this nigga ain't Google to see what it was or nothing. Because he was standing there when he was talking to the detective, he was explaining how Adora was. And everything he was saying was like the Munchausen by proxy 101, like yeah she loves attention but even when you give it to her it's like sir have you googled it, have you even even looked up what, what this thing is because if you would, you would see that this man is actually telling you right and it fits her perfectly and then you know you could fucking probably make an arrest or something like he was just the dumbest one ever they arrested the girl's brother who they just swore killed the girls and I was like dog these two girls were strangled, they were propped up, and their teeth were pulled. Out. Clean. Nobody found the teeth. I'm like, nobody. So they get them in the interrogation room, and they're not asking them about the teeth. I'm like, dog, what? Like, what are y'all doing? Like, who has the teeth? They didn't find the teeth. So clearly somebody pulled the teeth. They pulled those teeth for a reason. If you didn't find the teeth, that means the teeth are somewhere with the killer. So if you think this guy did it, you need to ask him about the teeth. They just was... You know, it's it just the two worst detectives ever. Detective has slept with Camille. Camille is a cutter. So she, you know, she turned her rage and her hate towards Adora trying to, um... So we find out... I'm jumping around, sorry. We find out that when Camille was little... Adora, so Adora, the whole thing is Adora's very hostile Camille. She tells Camille she never loved her. She just treats Camille like shit. And we're like, why is this? And we're trying to figure out, you know, that's part of the mystery. Well, it starts to figure out that because Camille would not allow Adora to to poison her. Like, Camille wouldn't... So Adora was mixing up, like, this medicine and putting rat poison and all kind of shit in to make the kids sick, to make her little sister sick, and she ended up killing her little sister. But Camille would never take it. Like, Camille knew 
what was going on. Like, I, I don't, it's hard to explain if you're not watching. Like, Camille knew, she didn't know that, that the lady, she didn't know, per se, as a child, that she's trying to poison me, but she knew that it wasn't right. Like, you're giving me this medicine, I don't need this medicine, this shit is making me sick. Like, but Camille wouldn't take it. So that's why Adora hated her, because when you have Munchausen by proxy, by proxy they use the, the kid to try to get them what they want to make the kids sick so they can get attention as being a long suffering grieving mother oh she's a saint all this shit and that's how she interpreted love and Camille would not do it Camille would never do it so that's why she hated Camille so um Camille figures out that she's you know doing it to Amor or whatever so Camille and, and the way she dealt with her fucked up mom and her life and her dead sister that her mother had killed she cut herself and she carved, She, I mean she had words carved all like all over her body everywhere, her arms, her legs, her belly everywhere, she had words carved on her, she sleeps with the detective, detective don't even notice that's how, like what kind of detective are you you're trying to solve a murder and you don't even notice the girl you're sleeping with got words carved all over her like just these two cops was just the fucking worst, they wasn't never gonna solve nothing so I knew it was, I, I suspected it was Alma because the actress that played Alma, her name is Eliza mm, I should have looked it up, let me look at this, I gotta tell you her name because she was excellent let's see, Eliza from Sharp Objects, Scanlon Eliza Scanlon played Alma excellent actress, she played it perfectly but like I was saying, if you watch the show and I had to watch every episode twice because she missed things you start paying attention, I was picking up on I was like, Amma is the one the strangling them fucking girls, first she was ter- it, it, I was confused because uh, the first, or like the second episode one of the girls that they find, body is propped up in a window, it's like she props the body up, and in the scene, Amma and her two friends are at the memorial for the other dead girl, when they find the second body and I was like I don't know, I don't think Amma could have placed the body there but I guess she had put it there earlier, and I, and I knew it because like I said, they foreshadowed, and they kept all throughout the show, so, so Amma and her two friends, and whatever, they were sneaking out at night, and they were just going around town on roller skates and partying, I'm like, wait a minute, there's a murder in this town, strangling girls, and, these, and, and she's just going out like it's no big deal, like she ain't scared of nothing, like she ain't worried about nothing, cause she knows she the one killing them, that's why, so that was, I, I knew already, and then like, they just kept showing Alma skating by the alley, just skating by, skating by, skating by, and it's like, okay, so if she's always by that alley, who would have time to set that body up, like, she would have either seen them, or something, because she's also, it had to be her, like, so I picked up on it then, but I still was like, how, didn't know the motor, like, what, was somebody helping her, so, I'll just skip to the end, Alma was the one strangling the girls, and she took their teeth, and, and in the movie, I mean, sorry, in the show, she has this dollhouse that's a replica of her house, and in, and, and, just, and in the show, Adora has this one room, her room, and the floor is made of this ivory that was, like, shipped in from, like, it's, like, really expensive old school, like, it's an old, they, you know, in the South, it's an old Southern plantation-style house, and this room is really old and really expensive, and this floor is, like, really, it's a beautiful floor, it's made of, like, ivory, and she explains to people what it is, and it's, like, a big deal about this floor, Camille can't walk in there, you have to take your shoes off this floor, they kept focusing on this floor, they kept showing this floor, and I was, like, those fucking teeth are in that fucking, so, so Alma's dollhouse was a replica of the house, and she had each room, it was a perfect replica, and they kept 
focusing on the dollhouse, and I was like, that dollhouse is a clue. And she wouldn't let Camille, like, she would let Camille touch a little bit, Camille, but Camille would always try to reach into this one room, and she wouldn't let Camille reach. She would always stop her from reaching. And I was like, them motherfucking teeth are in that room. She made that, she made the replica of her mother's floor, that ivory floor, out of them girls' teeth. I knew that. I didn't want to say it on the TL, because I didn't want to ruin it, and I was like, I, but I, I think that's it. I knew that was it, because I'm like, Whoever killed those girls has those teeth. And what would you be doing with some teeth? So, turns out Amma's a serial killer and was killing those girls and taking their teeth and made a dollhouse out of them. Um, and the twist was, when they arrested Adora for, for the Munchausen by proxy, they put the girls' murders on her too. But I was like, eh, you know, I'm D- Detective Kells Ken and I watch ID. And just, it's like, no, that's not her M.O., Adora is Munchausen by proxy. She poisons people. She's not to strangle. Strangling is a rage and very intimate thing. I was like, that's not Adora. That's not her MO. You're not going to go from poisoning somebody to strangling them. And plus, she didn't have no opportunity. When she was going to strangle these girls, she's all, like, it just never made sense. So I knew it was Alma. But in the story, they arrested Adora. They put those murders on her. So Camille, Camille thinks that it's Adora. Well, I don't know if Camille thinks it's Adora. Um, Camille keeps having questions, but she's like, oh, okay, I guess. So Camille takes, ends up taking Alma back to St. Louis with her, and they show them have, you know, starting to live a life or whatever, and then they meet this, this when they're in St. Louis, it's this neighbor girl, little black girl, poor thing. Alma starts to meet her and start playing with her. And so, but all of a sudden, um, the mom comes to the door and is like, yo, have you seen the girl? And Camille was like, oh, no, well, you know, they told me they went to play with the pool. I'm, st- I'm sure they'll be back. And the mom's like, oh, did she tell you they had a fight? And Camille's like, no, but who knows, whatever. So Alma killed the girl. The girl was missing because Alma strangled the girl. So the last bit of the show is Camille comes into the room, and she's looking at the dollhouse. And again, remember I told you, Alma would never really, Alma would let Camille look at the house, but she would never necessarily let her touch different things. She would always stop her. So Camille's in the room because she finds, um, she goes in the room to like see what's up. And she finds like the girl had knitted like a blanket for the dollhouse. She finds that blanket in the trash. So she sits on the bed and she looks at the dollhouse. And she's just sitting there and she pulls the roof off and she's just sitting there on the bed. And then she notices out of one window on the dollhouse, there's like these little legs propped on the ledge. Just like the body that was propped up on the ledge. And, and so she sees that. And so when she sees that, she goes to look, and she's looking around the house. And she done looked in this house a million times, and she keeps having dreams and stuff about this house, all kind of shit. This dollhouse has been center in the, in the show. And she looks in, and she goes around to the room, and she sees a tooth under the bed in the room. Now, they had scanned it once before, and I thought that I saw a tooth, but I wasn't really paying attention, but I did see the floor, I saw the floor in there, and I, not that I saw it was teeth, but I was like, that floor, so I just was like, that floor is made of teeth, because it was white, and it was ivory, and I'm like, what else would it be, like, it's, I knew, I knew that's what it was, so Camille's scanning the house, and she finally sees this tooth, and she reaches in, and she pulls the tooth out, and the tooth is washed, and it's polished, and it's buff. Alma done washed and polished and buffed these, shoot, these teeth that she pulled out of these girls and put them in the goddamn floor. And, to, and she walks in, and she sees Camille see it, and she's like, don't tell Mama. And it just cuts off there, since Camille realizes that it was Alma that was killing these girls. And the look of recognition and just like, oh, my God, and pity, and oh, shit, like I thought. It's, Amy Adams did a great job in this thing because the look on her face at the end was kind of like 
she thought she had saved like Alma from the fate of their family, like this mental illness and this like just the runs in their family. And when she looks and realizes that she didn't, like, oh shit, you you actually killed those girls. Like she just she just realizes that like she didn't save her. Like she actually is crazy too. And so then at the end they show Alma actually strangling the girls. And so what I wanted to say is I've been reading a lot of articles and things, uh, you know, think pieces or whatever, dissecting the show. Some of them have been good. Some of them have not been. But one thing I'm noticing is that people, to me, they're missing a lot of the themes. Like, people are talking about the motherhood and the misogyny. Yes, there's all of that is in the story. There's this, like, you know, what does it mean to be a mother and the only way you know how to show love is to kill your kids or hurt your kids and, and you know, um, Camille being a cutter and what that means and I get that, but the primary theme of it was mental illness. Like, they were trying to show how... So, Adora is telling stories about her mother. Her mother used to pinch her. Her mother used to take her out in the woods and leave her there. It shows how the mental illness that these women were suffering was passed down through the generation. Like, Adora had Munchausen by proxy. That's a mental illness. And Camille's was cutting herself. That's a mental illness. Camille turned her rage inward. That's how I knew it was Alma. I was like, okay, Alma is rageful. You could tell if you watch the show, it's different scenes where you'll note, like, one time early on, Camille went out with the detective, and Alma got all pissed off and, like, put a lollipop in her hair. People's like, oh, she hates Camille. I'm like, no, she doesn't hate Camille. She actually wants to be close to Camille, but she was jealous because Camille was out with the cop instead of, because Alma had wanted them to go out and she was like, no, and she was jealous, so you saw it there, and there were just little pieces that you saw, like whenever Alma was with the two girls like, what whatever she said went, like she told them to shut up, they get quiet, like Debo and shit, and then like she one, they went out and they got drunk and they got high one time, and she was like, yeah, my friends do whatever, whatever I say, and sometimes they get a little out of control, and I was like that's when they had that talk, I knew it was Alma. I was like, okay, it's Alma. Now let's just see how it plays out. So, but the theme was mental illness, and like people, I don't know how you missed that. Like the point was, Adora's mom was had a mental illness. She passed it to Adora, had a mental illness. Who passed it to Camille, who had a, who cut herself, and it finally got down to Alma. Like all that dysfunction and 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 rage and just like serial killer 101 to where Alma turned out to be a serial killer like that's what the point like they showed how that dysfunction festered to the point where Alma Alma was 14 years old Alma was 14 years old strangling girls and taking their teeth and making a floor in her dollhouse at them for trophies like that's serial killer 101 and I didn't really see anybody discussing that like they weren't it was like it was all these themes like all the themes they were discussing yes that, but that wasn't that wasn't the gist. The gist was really like, look what happens. Like, look how this confessed her to the point where Ama, who by all means was like regular, was a goddamn serial killer, and nobody knew. Like, I, her mom didn't know. I don't think her father knew. Camille didn't know. I don't think anybody knew that Ama was the one killing those girls. So, like, I've spoiled it for you. Like, I've told you the twist and all that. So, I mean, I, whatever. I didn't spoil this. Shit been over since Sunday. It's Wednesday. But if you want to go back and watch it, I mean, it's worth watching. See if you can pick it up. See if you can figure it out. But I figured it out. Like, there's this one episode where I called it Slavery Day, but they have, like, this Calhoun Day. And I figured it out because um, Alma, like, had, like, took a, a, a pill, and she started 
freaking out, and she ran, when she freaked out, she ran into the woods, so there was this cabin that was in the woods that, like, they found one of the bodies in, and, like, everybody was freaked out and scared of this cabin, and nobody went in this fucking cabin, and Alma just ran in there like it was a place of safety, and I'm like, come on, man, this girl is just too comfortable out in town at night, she ran into the cabin where a murder girl was found, like, that's her place of safety, you know what I mean? Like, Camille going in there with a flashlight, all nervous and shook, and Alma just in there like, oh, this is where I run. And so I was like, it's Alma. I knew it was Alma. I knew it was. I knew it was. I just didn't know how it was going to work out. There's another scene earlier on where um, Alma came home drunk and ran the car into the rose bushes, and Camille is talking to Adora, and Adora's, like, mixing stories up. But one of the things she says is, like, she's pricking her fingers on the rose bushes. She's like, I can't find my pruners. I noticed that, I was like, okay, Adora can't find the pruners, I was like, so, I mean, I didn't never think it was Adora, but I was like, it's not Adora, because it, it, the pruners are missing, because Alma just pulling them goddamn teeth out, the fucking pruners, and that's why she can't find them, so it was little stuff along the way, um, I knew it was Alma, so that, that last scene, though, when she, you gotta see it, so, I, I, you know, I highly recommend it, I mean, you know, I've spoiled it for you, but it's still worth watching, but I told y'all to watch it before, but, um, Oh, great show, and it, it got, if that shit don't win some kind of awards, if Amy Adams and, uh, I keep forgetting that, she's a real famous actress that plays Adora, hold on, let me tell you, Patricia or something, that plays um, Adora on Sharp Objects, she's, it's this funny scene too, when the cops finally come for her, um, <laughs> um, she, uh, Patricia Clarkson, the place when the when the cops finally come for her, they have this this um, housekeeper. I call her Going with the Wind because I don't know her name, and it's just you know <laughs> the cops got the handcuffs on her, and then the housekeeper Adora is like the, again she's the richest lady in town. She's the grand dame. She owns the biggest business in town. She's everything you know. She's always put together. She always looks nice. She don't come out you know. And so of course she's in handcuffs. They about to take her to jail, and she. <laughs> And going with the wind comes out with her like her heels, like yo, you gotta put your. So she's like trying to talk to the cops, like, oh my god, this is really necessary. And the maid is like putting her heels on, like, girl, here you go, you gotta put your heels on now. You going to jail? It's just, it's a funny scene. Like if you see it, it's a lot going on. But she had me hollering. I'm like, that is so what a black person would do, like, girl. Yeah, you're not going for. I don't know about all this going to jail business, but I got a job to do, and then you ain't gonna fucking fire me. So here go your shoes, bitch. Like it's just, it's just funny. Like, but um. Yeah, just excellent, 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 excellent show. It's like, you know, it's it's really good. I hope it I hope it wins. It's just it's from the same guy that did big, big Little Lies, but and it's good just like that. But um, yeah, shout out to Sharp. I'm just getting into. It. I was just proud of myself for guessing it because I was like, I just got a feeling it's her. Um, yeah. So Genghis Kicks is so so we heating up. We heating up for for the Genghis Kicks. Um, I've been. Um, looking at stuff all week, it's a couple so, the Off-White, y'all know Virgil Abloh have done some stuff for Serena with the tennis, so there's a couple um, there's some Off-White Air Maxes coming out, and some well, they're not Off-White, they're like Off-White-ish um, coming out, um, there's some more um, women's Air Max 90s that I'll put up for y'all, different good colors um, there's, this weekend, there's some Jordans that are coming out that are like a, um I don't know, it's like a stained white color. I'll, I'll find those for y'all, put them up. It's sort of like off-white, but not completely. Um, those ugly-ass um, uh, Justin Timberlake, uh, Nike, Jordan 3s with the swoosh, 
are out horrible. Um, there's the Air Max 97, the um, Ablo version that I'll put up. Um, and then there's some more heat coming out next week. Um, I'm put up all night this week. There's a whole bunch of like Adidas coming out though that I need to I need to get up for y'all. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll put those up on my Instagrams, Genghis Kells, just like on um, on Twitter. And um, yeah, so thanks for listening. Um, thanks for going on iTunes. Rate me. I see y'all. Please tell your friends. Rate me some more. Leave me some comments. I appreciate it. it helps me. I don't know what helps like move up or something. But um, thanks y'all for tweeting me. You could always you know hit me at, at KMGZ or um, the podcast is thanks for asking podcast at gmail dot com. Um, you know if you want to hit me up there, but it's probably easier just to hit me on Twitter. And, um, oh, I don't know, did I say the beginning? It's episode 167. I don't think I said that at the beginning. And I don't know what I'm going to call this, um, but as usual, I will have a title by the time it comes up, or it comes out tomorrow. All right, y'all, so, uh, stay cool out there, turn your air on, you're not playing around with this heat, this is, this is otherworldly heat, um, and peace, see y'all next week.